0: Nice. We are live. What's up, guys? I am James Hake. This is The Hake Report, and it is six, five, six minutes till the top of the hour. So I'm just going to talk with you a little bit. Welcome to YouTube, DLive.TV slash The Report. Nice. The last time, I think the last time we streamed, we had some problems because it was like streaming all night. And I couldn't make them stop the stream, so I emailed DLive and they fixed it for me. Nice. It was a problem on their end, not on mine. But it is Sunday, and I'm gonna gonna get to some interesting stuff. But first, it's five minutes till, so to allow the people to get in, I'm gonna talk about other stuff that's not related to the main stuff of the show, but I find it very interesting. I've been teasing this, and... um, I've been talking about, oh, this whole Bloomberg ad drama, which is old now. It's, it's already old. But this Bloomberg ad drama reminds me of a passage. <laughs> a couple of passages, actually. Biblical pas- passages. I'm not a King James only guy, but out of respect for the King James only people so as not to distract them by reading NIV. <laughs> I'll quote King James here, even though I heard some nasty rumors about the king. I'm kidding around with that, but... So, did God say not to touch the fruit in the Garden of Eden? Some of you guys know, are familiar with this pa- this story. From Genesis 2, verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Thou may- you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Nice. Fair warning. So Genesis 3, now uh, verse 3. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of any tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit uh, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Did Did she add that in there? And Satan added something in there too. I'm just wondering. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, that your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods. Ah, knowing good and evil. And then the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. (laughs) She took the fruit thereof and did eat and and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Interesting. She got tricked and Adam just fell for it too. I mean, he went right along. God caught them. He held each of them responsible, interestingly. Later, God said in Genesis 3, Who told thee that thou wert west naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree, whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? That's God asking them. And the man said, The woman thou gavest to be with me, she gave of the tree, and I did eat. (laughs) And the Lord said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said to the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all the cattle, above every beast of the field, upon thy belly thou shalt go, and dust that shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. <laughs> and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy contempt and thy conception in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire shall be thy husband and he shall rule over thee rule over thee and unto adam he said because thou hast hearkened unto this voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which i commanded thee saying thou shalt not eat of it cursed is the ground for thy sake in sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life thorns also and thistles shall bring it shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field, but not marijuana. And in in the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread, till thou return to the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and dust thou shalt return. Something like that. And unto dust shalt thou return. It's just interesting because both Satan and the woman changed what I read that God said. I don't know. It seemed like it. And then also, interestingly enough, God held each of them responsible for what they did. Ah, uh, I have one more to, to show, share with you, and I'm just going to have to put it off until later. But um, for now, we are about to get started. Uh, those are That was a biblical passage about... Um, and, uh, what was it? What did this remind me of about the Bloomberg ad? Oh! This reminded me of the Bloomberg ad because the women were acting like they knew stuff and like adding stuff in there that wasn't actually even true. And actually, not just the women, but the female-minded men too, were adding in like, oh, you're supporting him when he's not supporting him. Jesse Lee Peterson playing this Bloomberg ad. Anyways, um, I'll talk more about that later, but we got to get started with the real show. And I have an interesting story for you that I came across. Shout out to... Justin Beatty for the tip. Thanks, man. He, he posted that on the comment section on one of my YouTube posts. Follow me on YouTube if you're not already. And also Mike Nificent for this coverage of this story that you are about to witness. Watch this. Early this morning, Black Lives Matter Los Angeles brought the meeting to Jackie Lacey's doorstep, and they got a response they weren't expecting. Good morning. Get off
1: of my porch right now.
0: (laughs) Get off. Good
1: morning. Get off of my porch. I will shoot you. Get off of my porch.
0: Nice. Crazy. Nice. James Hake, we're gonna be talking about International Women's Day, Women's History Month, which nobody cares about, health experts declaring an emergency in LA over coronavirus, and BLM getting a DA Jackie Lacey's husband pulling a gun on them, and more drama. Check it out.
1: Oh, it's the hate Report, the hate Report, la la la.
0: What's up, guys? I am James Hake. This is the Hake Report. And if you're just now tuning in, it is Sunday, March 8th, 2020. And we have some interesting stories for you. What you just witnessed was a man pointing a it looked like a Glock gun at Black Lives Matter radicals. And you see it on a cell phone camera. And he has his finger on the trigger and everything. It's hilarious. (laughs) I wonder, I have to believe that the finger on the trigger thing was an indication that he uh, had a gun that was not cocked and ready to go. (laughs) It might have had rounds in it, but I don't think... (laughs) You're not supposed to have your finger on the trigger, right? But even though Hollywood does it, (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh but I think that did he break any laws? I don't think so hopefully not oh that's funny um, so check it out I have more to share with you about this story um, it's out of control in Los Angeles Black Lives Matter has is still acting like they're relevant they're not, they're evil And um, you're about to witness this woman, Melina Abdullah, a coward. She's the one who showed up on the porch. She's like the leader of Black Lives Matter. If you remember Jesse Lee Peterson's early interview with Black Lives Matter from 2016, 2017 or so, whatever, whatever. The viral one where the woman stormed off the stage and the man, the male, (laughs) stayed on stage. And she's a bye. And then there was a lesbian in the audience, a black lesbian, Jasmine something, um, Black Lives Matter radical, who said, this is all love. You're, you're traumatizing her. And (laughs) she ordered the, the younger girl off stage and they stormed out and it was a big drama. Well, that, that, uh, lesbian girl who got the Black Lives Matter girl to come off the stage her so called Black Lives Matter godmother, fairy godmother, um, is this woman, Melina Abdullah, who's conducting Black Lives Matter protests in front of people's houses in Los Angeles. Specifically, this DA woman, district attorney, Jackie Lacey, who was supported by the cops, the cops organization here, the Fraternal Order of Police. This is Jackie Lacey a woman leader, and she's the uh, LA County DA, elected elected office, official, right? We elect DAs here, I think. So, Melina Abdullah, light-skinned, evil, Black Lives Matter coward, by the way, who will not come on to the Jesse Lee Peterson show years long, who She organized a protest. This is Malina Abdullah, and you're about to listen to her talk. She organized a protest against Ben Shapiro, speaking at Cal State LA. Basically like they had a riot. And look at these people, holding their signs and covering up the driveway of presumably the home of Jackie Lacey in, here in LA somewhere. Black Lives Matter. Honk if you think something something should progressive cops... Whatever. What is that, Still Prosecute cops who kill. Oh. So these people pretend like they're for what's right. They're not. Listen to what Melina Abdullah, she's going to tell the story. I think that's part B. Go ahead and play part B. Let's find out. According to Black Lives Matter, the man with the gun appears to be David Lacey, Jackie Lacey's husband. The woman recording it, is Molina Abdullah, a Black Lives Matter organizer.
2: We rang the bell to invite her out to meet with us, and instead of being met with, you know, I'll come out or I won't come out,
1: we were met, um, with a gun pointed at my chest.
0: Good. So, um, I say right on to this guy, I don't know. (laughs) That's pretty escalating, but, um, I heard somebody else make the point that you got to protect your home. These people are showing up at your home. They're disgusting people. And to meet with us? They don't have anything to meet with you about because you're not about what's right at all. Melina Abdullah and Black Lives Matter. This um, fake black victimhood that Black Lives Matter pushes is chaos. And she's all acting all like she's innocent and she just wants to meet with the people. They're pushing it. And I don't know, he's pushing it. (laughs) Can't pull a gun if you don't shoot it. Sure you can. People do that all the time. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. Interesting. Blacks. (laughs) What's wrong with the blacks? That's a song. (laughs) Um... Listen to this, though. Uh, so her husband, Jackie Lacey's husband, comes out of the house, points the gun at them, and says, I will shoot you. Get, out of, get off of my porch. Melina Abdullah is talking to the media like she's so innocent. Well, look at what the wife does. Goes and undermines the husband. And here is Jackie Lacey. Presumably a liberal woman, but not as off-the-deep-end liberal as Black Lives Matter. (laughs) But they're just all trash, basically, in my mind, in my opinion. Here's Jackie Lacey apologizing for her husband. On behalf of her husband. I don't know if her husband is on board with this, but watch this.
1: His um, response was in fear
0: Lacey got emotional as she issued an apology for her husband david he wanted to me to say to the protesters the person that he showed the gun to that he was sorry i don't know if he really is i don't know if he wanted that it's crazy you know he's apologizing for i don't know if he did anything wrong did he do anything wrong Are the cops gonna arrest him did he break the law? And I don't know if they broke the law. Either Black Lives Matter likes to likes to do stuff right up out the line. They pass the line of what's appropriate, what's decent. They malign, falsely malign the cops all the time, and whites by the way. And they don't care about blacks. They don't love have any love for the blacks. It's just they they're caught up in their emotions, right? They're caught up in their stupid egos. You think you have a mission, you think you're Atta- you're attached yourself to an ideology and that's your pride pushing that the only semi-same one of the whole lot was the husband but apparently he apologized uh, he should almost like divorce her for that but I, according to her sh- he's on board with it and I don't know why he wouldn't just speak on it but she's the elected official and I don't know if I would be on board with my wife being an, a DA <laughs> Uh oh saying that he acted in fear, and she apologized like a stupid liberal coward. I mean, I see conser- so-called conservatives, the people who are on the, always like a little bit more conservative or a little bit less off-the-deep-end liberal, they're always apologizing. That's why I love Trump so much. That's why Trump's not apologizing for being right is so, is so much bigger to me than the wall or anything else that he's been do- working on. So this story triggered me. Beta? <laughs> I did like how he had his finger all over the trigger of that Glock. You're not supposed to do that. I didn't like it, but it was interesting. Hopefully it wasn't her Glock. I think it's a Glock. It's ridiculous. Um, crazy stories in Los Angeles. There was an interesting, crazy police chase in my area. Black suspect, somewhat light-skinned, I think. He, got it. he tried to carjack a few people. I think this took place just today. I mean, yesterday. I could be wrong. So anyways, that's Out of Control Los Angeles. I have one more story for Out of Control Los Angeles for you guys. Did I have anything else to say? Do you want to say anything about this, Joel? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty much open and closed. Mess. Um, health experts are the worst. And I say that because these people in the government who are trying to become, who are trying to be authorities on the, on our health and public health and all that stuff, they're not to be trusted. Shiny like a mug. (laughs) Um, I was reminded about this because there's like these females who are running Los Angeles, so-called public health, and city of Los Angeles too, and liberals, of course, um, same thing, female minds, right? So here's this, I feel like I covered this woman before. Her name is Barbara Ferrer. And over here in Los Angeles, they declared a state of emergency. And then they're acting like they're not panicking. And they're acting like they have it under control and that they should be trusted. But there's, I have a, I'm going to play a couple of clips of these women who I don't trust, whom I don't trust. And I have some photographs of this too. This is the, uh, this is the health one, Los Angeles, COVID, coronavirus emergency, whatever, whatever I did. I don't know, Joelle. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, this week, uh, an emergency was declared in Los Angeles County, I guess, and you see in this photograph a woman named Hilda Solis, whose name I've seen for like ever since I was a little kid, I want to say. Maybe not that long, but since I was high school. That's 15, 20 years. That's 20 years. (laughs) Uh, And then you see behind her, you can zoom in on that photograph. Okay, let me read the caption first. Los Angeles County Supervisor Hilda Solis speaks as public health officials and city and county leaders declare a local public health emergency as the number of coronavirus cases increase in Los Angeles County on Wednesday, March 4th, 2020. Photo by Sarah Reingivitz, Pasadena Star News. So zoom in on that. Look at this lot of people. You see Hilda Solis speaking. Catherine Barber, chairperson, chair, female chairman, is the one sit, standing beside her in the black dress thing. You see the mayor of Los Angeles who oversaw the homelessness spike like crazy. What's his name again? Eric Garcetti, Mayor Eric Garcetti, a dumb liberal. They were talking about he might run for president, I think. And he was, like, criticizing Trump for criticizing Los Angeles for having out-of-control homelessness. And then you see another woman and another man. And then way over on the left, you see this skinny woman with a blue jacket and white hair, curly hair. And that's Barbara Ferrer. She might be vegan. I cut her some slack. She, I don't know, she has an interesting look. Um, let me just play for you this. (laughs) Joel asks, is that a mullet? It kind of looks like a hockey hair. (laughs) She looks like Rigo Tovar, the great Mexican singer. Rigo Tovar. (laughs) No, she doesn't. Rigo is cool. She's not cool. I don't think so. So I have a couple of clips. One is this deep-voiced woman who is, um, I like deep-voiced women, by the way. <laughs> but this one is like imitating manhood. Um, by the way, I'm wearing my shirt that says, Tom, like a mug with Jesse Lee Peterson. It's the black ink. This is black ink version and white ink version. You can get yours, jessieleepeterson.com, or go to rebuildingtheman.com slash store. So, this is horrific. Let me just show you, I got this from Daily News. Look at, so, look at those pics, but, and if you're watching, if you're not watching, I have to describe it to you. Listen to these non-reassuring clips of these women announcing this public health emergency. And it's not so much what they say, although it is that, too. It's a whole bunch of gobbledygook, but it's also just, listen to them. It's like, listen to this. This is the part uh, 2A. Like,
2: that, as the chair of the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors, I have just signed a proclamation declaring the existence of a local emergency. I want to reiterate that this is not a response rooted in panic. We have been preparing with our local, state, and federal partners for the likelihood of this scenario. This declaration of a local emergency will facilitate our efforts to coordinate with all our partners and jointly implement effective strategies to protect our residents. We have a world-class health and emergency response team already engaged in the fight to mitigate the impact of coronavirus in Los Angeles County.
0: These people are fake, look at that group of people, oh my gosh. (laughs) It's like one, two, three, four, five women, one, two, three men standing off at the side. Males, I should say, not even like men. And they're standing in the middle of Los Angeles where homelessness has spiked out of control. Cops are getting, what? Cops are getting like these weird diseases. T something, not tuberculosis. But one of those weird diseases that starts with a T. And cops are getting that. You guys aren't about health. Right? Am I right? <laughs> so that, that woman was... I'm blanking on her name. You have pictures of her? Show more pictures, Joelle, and I'll see in the captions her name. Just so you guys know. L.A. Oh, there it is. L.A. County Supervisor Catherine Barger speaks about proclaiming a state of emergency in response to prevent the spread of coronavirus. By the way, I went to the coffee shop and I bring my own cup. And they said, you can't bring your own cup. And then I got a refill and they said, no, we don't. We have to create get a new whole new cup to give you the refill. But yes, you get the 50 percent, 50 cents discount, whatever. So that's Barb, what, that's not Barbara, that's Catherine Barger, LA County Supervisor. More like, more like weak visor. not super. Um, so then I have another clip of this w- other woman, Barbara Ferrer, who is the, show the, show the other um, tweet picture so that I can introduce who she, who she is. This is the one who has an interesting look. Barbara Ferrer, director of Los Angeles County Department of Public Health, speaks about the county's response to hashtag COVID-19. It's from this week, March 4th. And I don't remember why I covered her in the past, but I have covered something about this woman in either Hake News or the Hake Report or something. Let's go ahead and play the clip of this woman, and she's just babbling. Listen to this.
1: Increasing number of cases in the United States, our new six cases here in LA County, the increasing likelihood of community transmission occurring both across the United States and at some point here in our county, Uh, and the need for us to work cooperatively and proactively to slow the spread of COVID-19, the disease caused by the novel coronavirus. Uh, The L.A. County Department of Public Health, through the authority of our health officer, Dr. Davis, is also declaring a local health emergency today. These actions support our preparedness efforts, including effectively mobilizing needed resources and partnerships, enhancing continuity of operations.
0: Yeah, even the reporter woman got bored and cut it off in the middle of her talking. But that's just a bunch of words and then like there's these blind people I don't know if I gave you this this tweet Joel but there's these blind people who say oh clear concise succinct did I give that to you yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh doctor this is this man jim something J- jim dorsey just a citizen just an average citizen who's on twitter And anybody on Twitter is either liberal or political minded, right? (laughs) Seemingly. Or has something to promote. But um or they're black, because blacks have a lot of fun on Twitter. I like that. But look at that. Jim Dorsey, this guy, he says, Dr. Barbara Ferrer, he's kissing up to these women. But I think that he really almost means it. And the LA public health have been doing a great job. I don't know. And then, what great job, where's the evidence? And then he says, the info is clear, concise, and authoritative. It inspires much more confidence than, na- than the national, quote-unquote, leaders do. And you know he's talking about Trump, and so I just tweeted at him rolling my eyes, not true. Dr. Barbara Ferrer, I would venture to say, she's like, supports abortion and all kinds of stuff that's not actually health-related. So, there you have it. Public health emergency declared in L.A. County over coronavirus. Six new cases. Yeah, and that disease that the cops got, it might have been typhus. Typhus. So, it's, they claim that they have the best team on the case. I don't buy that. Horrific. Um, I will get to the phones. Hang tight, guys. I have, uh, let's see. I have one more thing I want to get to, and then I will get to phones. So do hold on. All right? appreciate you guys. And I will be opening the treasure chest on DLive. I've been ignoring the chat. Thank you, guys. So hang tight. I will get to you. Um, let me quickly, before I get to this stuff, read super chat, a couple of super chats. Lin Yan Chin says, sharpen the skill of Billy the Black Engineer by making white babies to keep line four working. <laughs> Interesting. Lin Yenxin says, Hake unit, Hake unit is being 23% more tanzi- tangential than, us- than usual. Bre- breath flow indicates fatigue, strain. Activate silent prayer mode. I ah, appreciate that, Lin Yenxin. Very interesting point. Did you comprehend that, Super Chat? With the... <laughs> Just now? What was the... The lin Listen, or? Yeah, listen to lin Yan Shin is interesting. Uh, he says, I think it's a he. Hake unit is being 23% more ch- tangential than usual. Breath flow indicates fatigue, strain. Yeah. And then he says, activate silent prayer mode. No idea. <laughs> All right. I understood it. I, I understood it. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Do you, you want me to exp- Yeah, could you translate? Explain? Okay, so he's saying that I'm going... Tangential means like going on, off on tangents, meaning like going off the rails uh, a little bit. And I'm doing that by 23%. I don't know how he got that number, but it's interesting. And then he said breath flow indicates, meaning the way I'm breathing, indicates fatigue slash strain, activate silent prayer mode, meaning like calm down, and I guess he like is interested in like pe- how people breathe, so interesting.
1: What, what an interesting way to conversate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's actually part black. Really? Yeah, part black and part um, Asian. He had to be part Asian. <laughs> <laughs> right on, Lin Chin. Thank you for the support and the advice. Thank you, man. Very interesting feedback. Gotta love it. And by the way, shout out to Army Ann. Reed Johnson, Portman, Slim Reaper, Tex-Mex, and B-Logos. Thanks, man. Um, I will get to calls. And by the way, Dark Side of the Bear, what? Says, Merry Christmas, Lin-Yen-Chin. Love, D-Love, and robots. By D-Love, she might mean D-Live, or she might have purposely spelled it like that. And um, I am on... I am also on um, Facebook... And mixer and twitch. So I'm going to open those up because I don't want to ignore you guys. Hey, Tommy or Tommy. Um, let me read this though. I, oh man. You know what? Let me get to Caroline out of Arcadia, California. Keck Radio, what are Skexies? These guys look like Skexies tens of thousands of homeless, and growing in Los Angeles. Hashtag Democrat policies. Very true. James is able to translate for almost anyone, which is important for a radio host. Thanks. Let me get to Caroline out of Arcadia. First-time caller, actually. Caroline, nice to hear from you. Oh, my
2: gosh! Hello! Nice to hear you guys. i a long time
0: listener
2: of J.P. and I'm a long-term listener of you and a first-time caller for JP and you.
0: Nice. Appreciate that. Right on.
2: Yes. And I'm, we're, I'm right by you. You're from Temple City. You're a yeah. Temple City guy. I'm in Arcadia.
0: Right on. Arcadia. Yeah. That's cool.
2: Yes. Hey, so listen, I just wanted... I was just telling Nick right now, one of the experts. Yep. <laughs> you just did that clip with um, Garcetti and the rest of those goons that were standing behind him. Yeah. Yeah, the den of Satan. Yes. And, um, <laughs> about the... Um, state of emergency that california is in yeah. you know what i just want to tell everybody out there that aren't that are not from california california has been in the state of emergency way longer before this baloney on coronavirus
0: yeah that's all these true.
2: illegal aliens yep the homeless mm-hmm. um you go down to like macarthur park yeah that macarthur park you can't even go down there feeling like they're going to get assaulted by those street vendors it's disgusting things. it is disgusting
0: You know, you you brought up MacArthur Park. Jesse Peterson, he moved here before I was born, right, in 60-something? And MacArthur Park used to be beautiful, and you can tell that Mm -hmm. it used to be beautiful. It was, like, Mm -hmm. the way that it's laid out and designed, interesting, but it's so dirty, homelessness Mm -hmm. everywhere, the people selling illegal alien um, fake IDs and Mm -hmm. all that stuff, and it's ridiculous. It's a mess. Yeah,
2: totally. I don't want to be You're, in
0: that area. You're right. Yeah. It has been in know, a state uh, of emergency.
2: Yeah. What are you talking about coronavirus? Give me a break. And you <laughs> know what? I'm 48. I'm going to tell you so few people who are not from California. want to so let you know that before all of the social media that's out there, we had, they were telling us that um, the bird flu was going to kill us, The my cow disease, Right. Um, what else? So there was, like, all these diseases that were going to kill us, everybody, God is with us. God knows exactly what's on the table. Stop letting these, these politicians uh, just shove all this fear and just creepiness that they're trying to do. Think yeah. for yourself, people. Think for yourself. And it's true, like what JP and his crew say, think for yourself.
0: Right. Yeah, be and smart, that's be really safe. A wonderful thing. Yeah, be smart and be safe, but don't listen to these people. You can yeah, like listen. Yeah. Uh, you can listen, but filter it. Take it, <laughs> take it with a major grain yeah. of salt, because these people are are not for. Look at what they're supporting: abortion. They're supporting the illegals. They're yeah. supporting the homelessness. They're not for mm-hmm. what's right, so they're not going to come We're, in with real solutions. You have yeah. to have your own you know- solutions.
2: Yeah, but, you know, really quick, I'm going to let you go know, because I'm actually getting ready for work and I just wanted to right call me and see if I can get in. Yeah, but, you know, I just wanted to say that um, California is going to go red. I know it is. And I know that um, President Trump hasn't forgotten about California, and I think that just a lot of people are really scared yeah. here in California. And um, it's, things are going to get better. I know they're going to get better. I think I think that we have seen, like, one of the darkest times, Yeah, you know? Um, if we listen, if we survived the Bush administration, we can survive this. Come <laughs> yeah. on, people, have some have some guts. You know, stop being so afraid.
0: I appreciate that, Caroline. You're right. Most
2: definitely, Um I love. We love you guys so much. I'm going to be taking some time off. We're going to go back and visit you guys for church because I work on the weekend. Okay. But we love you guys. We're just sending this this wellness for everybody, right even our enemies. Nice. Yeah, and then um. Um, can you, can you take me out for saying galosh
0: here? <laughs> I can say it. <laughs> That's Jesse's word, but galoshes.
2: <laughs> Thank you, love. Bye guys. <laughs> See care. you at church. Nice. Bye.
0: All right. That's cool. Arcadia. I was just in Arcadia yesterday. Oh my gosh. And I have a story for you. Oh, <laughs> So I'm going to open the treasure chest at 55, presuming I don't forget and Joelle doesn't forget and Nick doesn't forget to remind us. (laughs) Yeah, I grew up in Temple City, which is, and then I went to school in El Monte. And then I had friends and family in Arcadia, or at least unincorporated, actually LA County, but it was in the Arcadia area. area. And... (laughs) Oh, man... Should I- which one should I... Which one should I get to? Yeah, okay, let me do this. Um... Oh, you know what? By the way, let me cover this. So... Melina Abdullah, light-skinned black woman. Show the picture over one quick time. Uh, Radical. Jason Williams is like this actor from ER, some, some TV show, right? Actor. Most, lib- most actors are liberal. And this Jason Williams guy, light-skinned, radical. Well, I came across a non-radical, light-skinned guy. I think he's black. Maybe mixed black. Maybe he's Hispanic. Maybe he's just white. But I caught a video, and I shared this on my YouTube channel. Make sure you guys... I know you guys are... Don't support YouTube being evil and Google being evil. <laughs> Google is evil, uh, to quote Alex Jones. But I caught this video and I share it. I share some stuff sometimes on my community p- posts, right? And you can find them if you go to my channel youtubecom slash Report. or you just find The Hake Report on YouTube. It's actually just hake. and then you go click on the you community post tab. And you can see some of the stuff that I've shared. Well, I caught a video from YouTube channel Misfit Nation, in which the host, a sane light-skinned dude, Krishan the Dawn, defends Jesse Lee Peterson. I have, photo, I have a couple of screenshots from this, uh, Joel. Um, yeah, there it is. There's Krishan the Don, defends Jesse Lee Peterson from the channel Misfit Nation. And... Uh, thank you to the person that sent this to me from my Facebook page, uh, the Hate Report Facebook page. I'm blanking on your name, but thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, this was sent. This guy. This was put up over a month ago, late January, and they're talking about Jesse Lee Peterson. You know, the host of the Jesse Lee Peterson Show, the Fallen State Church with Jesse Lee Peterson. All great things that you should check out. Um, this guy's Krishan the Don is defending Trump. I mean Trump. <laughs> Jesse Lee Peterson saying he wants to take blacks back to the to the plantation cause calling them lazy and saying racism doesn't exist. <laughs> and by the way I sent this over to Jesse and his producer producer and I think I sent it to Joel too. And uh Jesse Lee Peterson says, invite Don to the fallen state. Yeah, man. And the reason that he said that, this Krishan the Don guy couldn't fully agree, but he was handling these black guys who were also on his show who disagreed. I don't know if they're regular co-hosts or what. These black guys. Nice guys. But they didn't agree with Jesse. One of them, one of them in particular thought that Jesse was just chasing clout by saying the stuff that he says. Uh, you gain clout by being real most of the time, I think. But I guess the world gives clout to fake people too. That's true. But anyways, like he's this one of these black guys totally misread um, Jesse's realness, and I don't know which one it was because I was listening to this video rather than watching it because I was out and about yesterday. I didn't have a charger or something, and I have an iPhone and my iPhone charger needs battery needs service. But the main guy, Krishan the Don said the only way that he's going to come to California is to see Jesse Lee Peterson. Maybe be on the Fallen State, chop it up with him, meaning have a, have a conversation with him. So that's cool. He said that Jesse Lee Peterson helped him in terms of manhood. And he was, that was one of the things that he was defending Jesse to these uh, darker black guys. Um... <laughs> And uh, so he he said that Jesse's message about manhood, and I think he mentioned anger, uh, helped him out. Like, he took the advice and ran with it. And it it worked for him. The other guys were nice, fairly reasonable, but liberals. But nice guys. (laughs) So, right on. That's cool. And then, so, because he's, well, I don't know, it's cool. Very nice little thing to, that I wanted to share. I found a light. I, was he black? You think you consider him black, Joel? Joy. the Krishan, the Dawn. Oh, show the picture one more time. We can't. We can't figure out. <laughs> Jesse thought he was white. Maybe he is white, but he looks white. Zoom in, like sh- brighten up. Show his hair. He may it's. It. I think it's a um, hip hop show podcast. See, so look at that. He has that black. Uh, he's African a type, braids type hair. He looks like he hair.
1: could be have mixed with, with yeah. black, yeah. Maybe he's, like,
0: Creole. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he looks he like have he may be mixed. <laughs> or he's in. He's cool with black coat. I don't know. It was
1: so cool. It was he nice. He looks like he could have black in him, though. Like his daddy is half black. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. So, yesterday I was out and about, and... Um, I went to a biblical manhood party for a couple of little cousins of mine who turned 13. It was nice. No, it was not a bar mitzvah. Because <laughs> bar mitzvahs are what Jewish kids get when they, boys, when they turn 13, then they become adults, right? Right? Or is it 12? Um, so no, I'm not Jewish. <laughs> i not fully Jewish yet. Maybe one day I'll be grafted in as an adopted child of God. And then we become, like, Jews, right? The real ones? Uh, it was nice, though, this biblical manhood thing. And I wonder whether it should be called biblical manhood, though. It kind of reminds me of this um, this kind of worship of the Bible that happens. And that may be a funny way to say it, to say it, but it might be accurate. In which people... Think of the Bible as the Word of God, um, which i don't don't know of it ever calling itself that, but I just wonder whether the goal should be actually godly manhood, or even simply manhood? but I definitely respect the father's efforts. I grew up with the father of the in this um story I, we would see him anytime that something fun was happening, like a Sunday going swimming at grandma's house <laughs> or a birthday party or anniversary party or whatever once maybe monthly when we were younger once a week when it was kids monthly when we were younger and now maybe a few times a year because people get busy now grown adults each person gets their own family or life so but my family and his family we always had like a mutual respect for each other and we always like to be around each other because it's fun Cousins, right? They, play, they were good at basketball. They played basketball, baseball, and surfed. And we, my family, ran cross-country and track. And everybody was super Christian. Um, by that, I just mean at least just serious about being Christian. It's interesting how life and situations and relationships develop. There were a couple of guys not there whom I think would have wanted to be. I didn't get to ask about that. But there is some juicy drama, disagreements uh, sometimes going on in the family that, um, among friends and in church, too, that you don't get to hear about. (laughs) Could be related, could be unrelated. Anyways, drama and people not being there. The good thing is that we're all men and nobody's taking it personally. Right? Am I right? We're all men. Just because you don't get invited to something special doesn't mean uh, that you need to take it personally. (laughs) <laughs> I might be the only one laughing about that. Are you catching what's going on? I don't know. I was pondering what I would tell these two uh, young men that turned 13. I, can, I would call that young man, right? Young man? It should be. We need to like hold people to responsibility. That way they're not 40 and acting like they're 25 and stuff like that. Like You hold people to be responsible. Um, these grown boys. What would I have needed to hear when I was thirteen, if like they did something special for me, you know, like a uh, little, little uh, Christian version of bar mitzvah or something? I mean, to me, it's it's more important to set the example throughout life as a father, as a cousin, another man, and whatever whatever child's life, rather than just give good advice at a special occasion, right? I think. But I did notice that it was, that this event was white. I put was, was white. It was, by that I mean intellectual. I couldn't even really take it all in. There were a lot of facts and verses and principles and like pillars of manhood that were said, and I feel that that's the state of Christians, whites, and men in America especially, because that's all I know, today. We're trying, though maybe insecure about it. Um, There were some good verses. There was a verse about older women or something like fables of older women, and it reminded me of this, like, there's a verse, and it might be the same verse, that references silly women. (laughs) <laughs> and I I used that on a couple of women one time. <laughs> it was when I was like we were having a disagreement and that was like the b- bridge burning moment. But um those boys seemed interestingly though, I just noticed that boys that are free and happy and lively they seem to need it less than the adults. This they do need guidance still, but they need it like they need they're let they're not insecure yet. They're not broken yet. At least not fully. You know, the peop because people something happens from being a child into adolescence and then adulthood where some of the children get like awkward or broken or they lose their liveliness. Awesome laughing wild but still like themself and then broken i'm not talking about these guys in particular they seem still free high school is always a curse the curse <laughs> junior high too man um, people get traumatized uh, in their adolescence i don't know it's interesting they turn away from their parents they real i don't know well like when i was that age junior high, high 12 13 14, I started s- separating mentally from my family and parents. Like, I looked at them differently. I noticed, like, they're a little bit nerdy. <laughs> or, uh, gr- I noticed, like, some hypocrisy. Like, they get grouchy or grumpy. <laughs> was a word that was frequently used. And they would blame it on being tired. And yes, it is interesting if you're an angry person, when you're tired, it's just, uh, oh, I hated that too, Joel. When you're angry or when you're tired, you're more grumpy. You bite people's heads off. Uh, it's, it's like, he's just tired, but that's not a good excuse. You shouldn't be like that. Even if you are tired, but I don't know. People are weak, right? People are angry. Um, yeah, it's almost accepted as a norm. This Joel is saying it's almost accepted as a norm. Oh, he's just a teenager. Uh-uh. And I hated that by the way. I remember being in junior high and we would watch videos in school about, oh, you're gonna have an attitude, you're gonna be going through changes. And I'm like, don't tell me what I'm gonna be. <laughs> I felt I felt like they were saying that we're all the same, which we are, but <laughs> but I felt like, no, I'm an individual. <laughs> But by rebelling against that, I was being what they were saying that I was going to be. But I still didn't like that because they don't have good solutions for how to be. It just felt so contrived, these people trying to deal with, uh, with adolescence. Anyways. But that's cool. I, I respect the efforts of trying to raise people right. People are doing the best they can. Um, sometimes they go wrong, awry, but, uh, yeah, it was interesting family and churches. Churches have a lot of division over nothing. <laughs> and in some cases it's over wrong things, but it, like, there's a whole lot of overreaction and judgment and going too far going on. It reminds me, and this is probably, hopefully the last time I have to talk about it of this whole drama over the Bloomberg ad, right? In which Jesse Lee Peterson played this Bloomberg ad, and some people are judging him for it, and us for agreeing with and being like, yes, I'm so happy that we got Bloomberg money. Take the sinner's money and uh, use it for good. Um, At the very beginning of the show, some of you may have tuned in late, but at the very beginning of the show, I read through the Genesis account in which Adam and Eve... Eve listened to the serpent, and Eve and the serpent both seemed to get the story wrong of what God demanded of them, of, of uh, Adam and Eve, like not eating of the tree of knowledge and, of good and evil, and he seemed to get it wrong. They both seemed to get it wrong. the The woman and the serpent, they both got it wrong. It seemed like Unless God told them something that wasn't written down and then Eve said something that God had actually said. But either way, she did get it wrong because she listened to the serpent and wanted to be like God. They wanted to be gods. She wanted to be gods. Isn't that interesting too? So um, I also liked how God held each of them accountable for what they did. There's none of this... Yeah, you can point the fingers at what the other person did wrong, and they'll be held f- for what they did, but you're getting held responsible for what you did. That's cool. Um, that is something that I do notice that people overreact to Jesse about when he calls out the women for being wrong. Because the women are wrong most of the time, or oft- oftentimes. And the men are wrong, too, and he deals with them, too, but he deals with the women, and... Nobody else is really dealing with that. And I like that he de- deals with each person. Each is si- same thing with the blacks. Nobody's dealing with the blacks. But he is. And he also tells the whites, they're wrong for not speaking up. It's so cool. It's nice. So um, one more little thing about this division in families and churches and drama and uh, judgment, wrong judgment unrighteous judgment, right? Um, And this Bloomberg ad? (laughs) Real quick, I have to make this point. We know that an idol is nothing, right? That's a leading question, right? We know that an idol is nothing. By the way, five, six minutes, I'm going to open the treasure chest on DLive. And I'll add a little bit of lemons, too. Um, Here is a passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 8. It's in the New Testament. Uh, verse 1, Now as touching things offered unto idols, we, all, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity, which is love, edifieth. Meaning, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. That's, a, that's saying, edif, edifieth. I'm reading from King James. I'm not a King James only guy, but I'm reading it just so as not to distract the King James only uh, thumpers. (laughs) So verse four, as concerning, therefore, the eating of those things which are offered in sacrifice unto idols, because back then this was a controversy, right? There were, there was, they were living in a culture in which there would be these uh, degenerates who would offer meat or sacrifice animals to idols instead of to God. So they would sacrifice uh, animals to, um, to idols. And then there's this big controversy among the Christians about whether you should be allowed to eat that meat that was sacrificed to the idols. Are you participating in worshiping of an idol by eating meat that was sacrificed to them? I say no, and Paul, in this 1 Corinthians thing, also says no. Some of you guys don't like Paul, but I think this is Paul writing. So he said, As concerning, therefore, the eating of those things that are off... Are you following? Is this making sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, Those that... Offering... Offered in sacrifice unto idols. Eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice to idols. Maybe it was not just meat. Um... We know that an idol is nothing in the world. This is what Paul says. And that there is none other God but one. Isn't that a good point? So we know that the idol is just a a nothing. And then verse 6. But to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him. And one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. So he's saying that, um, God owns everything, I think. Right? Or by God, everything exists. So, including the meat. So he says in verse 7, "Howbeit that there is not in every man that knowledge? For some with conscience of the idol unto this hour eat it as a thing offered unto an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. So he's saying that these people have a weak conscience and... Uh, their uh, false understanding of this idol, so they're eating the meat and they're thinking, "Oh man, I'm I'm worshiping the idol." <laughs> Dark side of the bear, white. You would make a great pastor, seriously. <laughs> Thank you. Um, their conscience being weak is defiled. Yeah, because if you think that you're doing wrong and you do it, that seems wrong. <laughs> Doesn't it seem right, wrong to do that? When you think that this really is meat sacrifice to that, that this idol really is something and you eat it, you're messing up your conscience, your own conscience. So it's kind of like, uh, if you have doubt, don't do it. So, um, but Paul goes on and says, but meat commendeth us not to God. For neither if we eat, are we the better? Neither if we do not eat, are we the worse? And so he's saying, you're, you're neither better nor worse if you eat it or don't eat it, because meat doesn't make you godly. <laughs> uh, so, meat sacrificed to idols is nothing. It's just meat, and it's just nourishment. And ads promoting a Democrat are nothing. <laughs> it's just the money. And is <laughs> Doesn't that make sense? I don't know. Does that, what do you think about that Parallel. Joel well, cuz I know that you're not fully on board like I am. <laughs> <laughs> um I can't really I,
1: I can't really tell. I can't really tell um, whether it's a it's not clear for me whether it's a, a parallel or not. Yeah. Yeah, but I I get what you're trying I get what you're where you're <laughs> connecting it. Yeah. I just
0: don't I just don't know. Well, my thing is that you and I and Jesse and the n- people out there that see that this is no big deal um, Know that Jesse is not changed at all. He's not on board with Bloomberg at all and People who can see are not going to be fooled by this Bloomberg ad That's my main point Say it again, I mean. <laughs> So you know that Jesse hasn't changed. Right, right. And Jesse's still on message He has has not sold out. He sold ads um, so that's the point.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, regardless of the, the point is that people, for people to overreact is just in, insane. Yeah. If you just take it to make it simple as possible. If you overreacted, then you have to check yourself yep. opposed to, and then if you disagree, then cool. But for you to overreact, is kind of beta.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I just found that it's just interesting though, that there's a, um, division in the church even back then over yeah. somewhat yeah. controversial things, so yeah. There you go, guys um, Treasure chest is opening in a sec. Asmodore gave one ninja guinea. Dang, I missed most of the show, but here's a guinea anyways. Appreciate that, Asmodore. <laughs> Thank you, man. So, treasure chest is opening on DLive DLive.tv slash the hate report and of course Jason Lee Peterson's, uh, his church service will stream on Jesse Lee Peterson's D-Live. Keck Radio says, what's the difference between overreacting and reacting? That's a good question. Don't know. Uh, so, my thing is, um, there's a whole lot of like divis- unnecessary division in the churches and in families and people overreacting and taking things personally and all that stuff, when it does not need to be. By the way, Los Angeles, one is emotional and the other isn't. Los Angeles is not the only out-of-control city. Well, we know that basically the whole West Coast is. Most, I don't know, it seems like most of the big cities are. Just attract the most corrupt people. But... I saw in Drudge, major crimes are surging in New York City. What a shame. Right in time for Bill de Blasio, the socialist mayor, to be kissing up to Black Lives Matter. It's ridiculous. And I'm so happy that we got Trump in office as opposed to Hillary who was kissing up to Black Lives Matter. You guys know how it's basically... Black Lives Matter is very low in relevance now. Right now it's Antifa, supported by the media and the Democrat Party. Black Lives Matter is still supported by the Democrat Party, but they're not in power. They're not in the White House. They don't have a a (laughs) so-called black president bringing Black Lives Matter and Al Sharpton to the White House. Trump does not give them any play. They show up to his rallies, get them out of here. But he said that I think I could talk with him. And don't we all just want a good job, a good life, but some people you can't talk to. And so you have to deal with them. That's what Trump said. And he's right. So, um, newly released statistics, this is from Fox 5 New York, show a big jump in crime last month compared to a year ago. New York Police Department said major crimes grew 22.5% in February compared to the same month last year, including a 7.1% increase in shooting. I blame global warming. It's, since it's warm, the criminals are outside committing crimes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know if it's warm in New York at this, in February. Robbery, assault, burglary, grand, grand larceny, and they said grand larceny twice. Grand Larceny Auto Crimes all saw increases. 22.5% in February. I think that they've been letting prisoners out of jail. I know that Trump has kind of participated a little bit with this. Not wise. I'm not with that. But um, it's to be expected when you have like liberals overreacting to Trump. And being part of the resistance and not wanting to cooperate with ice and all that mess. Jimmy DM says, better late than never. For the cause. Thank you for the nin- Ninjagini, Jimmy DM. And by the way, congratulations to Reed Johnson, Dark Side of the Bear. What? Army Ann. Thank you, Army Ann. Averse, and Shaggy Boy and the rest of you guys who got the, the redistribution of... Obama lemons. That's what happens on DLive, guys. Lemons are like, each lemon is like a cent and a quarter. 1.2 cents. And a little treasure chest builds up. And then we open the chest and people get the spoils. <laughs> it's called redistribution of lemons. So, let me get to this. Uh, did I show you guys that it is Internet? I guess it is International Women's Day I th- Did I show did I include any? <laughs> wow <laughs> Joel hates women almost as much as me. Nah um, D live is cheese socialism um, Chinese socialism, I think is what he meant to say kek radio. <laughs> yeah, it is owned by the, Ch- the Chinese um, Yeah, show the little <laughs> Twitter Kisses up to liberals. Look at this, look at these hashtags. Did I give you hashtags? What? International Women's Day? Uh. Just show. I just wanna show this, I mean, you guys already know, but just consider it when people claim that the social media doesn't have a bias against conservatives and towards liberals. Look at this, International Women's Day. They put a special character at the end, the, the female sign of the hashtag. It's kind of like when you do hashtag black lives matter. They put the special hair hashtag I mean, they put a special hair character at the end of it of uh, black fists Isn't that interesting? And then they had another hashtag IWD 2020 something like that and they put the same thing. Me Too movement had the women with their hands raised I've shown this to you before. You want to say anything Joel?
1: That little symbol don't do nothing good for them. It looks like an upside-down
0: cross. <laughs> Antichrist. With yeah. but, but y'all can have it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. International Goddess Day. Yeah. Shout out to Fran Rushy uh, for the stretching tips. Thank you, Fran Rushy. Um, she gave me some tips. And anyways, guys, hold on. <laughs> jib jab Hey, you the man Thumbs up. Tabor J. Eaton, my wife gets mad when Jesse says, you told Harpo to beat me. She says, Oprah didn't deserve that beating. (laughs) Trevor Wesley, whoa, la, la, la. Thank you, Trevor Wesley. Scott Matthew, thumbs up. Willie Palomino, great Bible verses. Thanks, man. And D-N-Y-G, which reminds me of (laughs) D-K-N-Y. Sorry. Says, Hake, run for office. Oh, thanks, man. All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you in church with Jesse Lee Peterson, rebuildingtheman.com slash church. Subscribe to Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel. Women in charge equals chaos. And actually, same thing with beta males in charge. It's the same thing. All right, guys. Well, yeah. All right, guys. Take care.